Hello, Solving Water listeners. I'm excited to bring you the 2022 iteration of our annual WefTech series. We're covering all new topics this year, including the importance of pipeline condition management in water utilities, plans that the Water Environment Federation has for the coming year, the work being done to highlight women and the critical role they play in the industry, how the water sector is prioritizing young professional development, and many more. Join me in tuning into this series for all these interesting conversations featuring ideas, news, and activities that are shaping today's water industry. Hi, I'm here at WefTech 2022, and I am sitting across from the dream team here of Pure Technologies at Xylem. So I am really excited to have you all on the show. This is the first time I've had this topic, so I'm really happy to share that with all of our listeners. And because there are four of you, I'm going to have you guys introduce yourselves and give what you do for Xylem. So I'll start with you, Adrian. Sure. Yeah, my name is Adrian Black. I'm the Director of Product Management and Assessment Services, or Pure Technologies. My name is Kate Zhao. I'm a Product Manager for Monitoring Solutions. So we look after real-time condition monitoring for pipelines. My name is Christopher Kay. I am the global product manager for inline leak detection, which includes our free swimming smart ball and tethered Sahara platforms. And my name is Eric Toffin. I'm the global product manager for the inline wall inspection platforms. Uh, these are Pipe Diver, Pure Robotics, and the Pipe Walker inspection platform. You're going to learn about all of those things they just said from this podcast, <laughs> all the products and technologies. We promise. Okay, so. We'll start, Adrian, with you. Let's talk about the portfolio of pipeline assessment technologies. What do we mean by this? Yeah, this team really oversees what I think everyone would recognize as the physical platforms or the face of peer technologies in the market. So a team alluded to are Soundprint AFO, Soundprint Bridges and Structures, Pipe Diver, Smart Ball. These are all very visually recognizable uh, products in the marketplace. But they're actually the foundation to what we can offer our customers when it comes to asset management and condition assessment. So if you think about these tiers of what we can offer, at the very foundation is this stuff where we can go get data that tells you real things about what's happening in client's pipe. But on top of that are the engineering analyses. Like, What does this data actually mean for me today? What action do I have to take based on what I'm seeing or what we're seeing in the data? And that's something we offer. And then. On top of that, then, like, not just what are we doing today, what does it mean for me today, but what do I need to do tomorrow? What do I need to do a year from now? How do I optimize my OPEX and CAPEX decisions for the utility? That's where all this feeds into. Really exciting because clients are making decisions about whether to repair or replace pipe, and the replace decision is extremely expensive. So we can really help them do that for a fraction that just focus on the pipe that's actually bad. Yeah, that's great. We've actually had a few podcasts here at WefTech that have referenced non-revenue water. And so I think that the technologies that the Pure team has are designed to basically minimize that, right? We don't, we are trying to reduce the amount of non-revenue water there is. That's certainly one aspect of, of what we're doing. And Chris's portfolio is really well targeted towards finding leaks. Uh, it's in the name. But what we're, we're ultimately trying to do is help clients keep pipe in the ground. 
uh, and not have to replace it. From the data that we've collected, you know, we'll find that on average, even at design life or exceeding design life, only 4% of that pipe is structural issues. 1% of that actually needs to be addressed in, with some immediacy. And if you're just looking at replacing pipe based on achieving design life, you're going to be doing a, wasting a lot. I mean, that's really helpful to just like level set. What types of markets or applications does this apply to? We're specifically focused around transmission mains on the, the potable and raw side. So larger pipe, you're basically 12 inches and up. Generally, drop below that a little bit. Wastewater side, industrial, and we also have some offerings in the oil and gas space. Great. Okay, Eric. What does pipeline management mean for the water industry? Can you tell us more about our offering and how utilities can benefit from implementing our approach? So yeah, pipeline management means doing more with less. We're able to stretch budgets by, as Adrian was saying, taking a targeted approach to the pipes that are being pulled out of the ground. The historical approach of replacing a section of pipe at the end of its design life is outdated. We have now have the technologies that we can inspect those pipes, collect the data, analyze that, and make recommendations about what needs to be looked at now, what needs to be looked at tomorrow, and what can be left into the ground for many years into the future. With shrinking budgets, that lets the utilities focus their money where it's needed most. Don't waste it replacing pipe that's good. Our opinion is that pipelines are forever assets, just like the Golden Gate Bridge. It's not something that's gonna get torn down at the end of its design life. It's gonna be there, it's gonna be inspected and maintained into the future but there's no need to replace that kind of a critical asset. That's a great analogy. That's like, that makes total sense when you look at it that way. What about at the booth here at WEFTEC in Xylem? Kate, what are we showing to highlight our peer technologies? So we have a comprehensive suite of solutions here. Today we're highlighting inline leak detection using SmartBall the legendary smart ball. And we have uh, inline wall assessment solution using the pipe diver platform, very eye-catching. And we also have, this is close to my heart, it's in the product manager for monitoring, so, so we have a real-time, um, it's like actually an interactive display of uh, Soundprint EFO. This is real-time monitoring for pipeline. Okay, so can you elaborate on, I, I, I know that you're responsible for different products here in the room, so why don't you tell the listeners about the products that you manage? Sure, so Soundpoint AFO, AFO sent for acoustic fiber optic. We put in um, fiber optic in line inside the pre-stressed concrete pipe and it's listening every meter for any sound and we analyze, filter the sound and we alert the client when anomaly happens and then based on the information, the client can act just at the right time. And we've been doing the monitoring for client for over two decades. Uh, we have fiber optic deployed over a thousand kilometer pipeline and we're proud to say the pipelines we monitor have seen zero failures and we're able to help the client save a lot of money by not having to respond to emergency replacement repair and help protect uh, public health great i'm going to move over to you chris so i have a different question for you lined up but i want to hear about your thoughts and what the products you manage and the technologies and how that benefits our customers 
Sure. Well, so you mentioned NRW earlier, non-revenue water, and that's that's really just one driver for using our technologies. And utilities have been tackling non-revenue water for years, typically on smaller diameter pipes. And our, our tools are, are really good at solving clients' problems on their lar- larger diameter pipes, the transmission mains we talked about. So, and then with, with these types of pipes come new problems to solve and condition assessment ends up being one of the main drivers. And on the leak dissection side, small leaks can turn into large leaks, can turn into large failures. And so when looking at leaks for condition assessment, every leak counts. We never want to miss a leak. A failure on a big pipe can release a lot of water, damage the environment, large consequence of failure, big cost. But so our, our tools are helping these clients inspect these challenging pipes to to address these issues before they become larger issues. Sure. Yeah. And so Kate mentioned the legendary smart ball, oh. but for our audience, can you just explain what that technology is, please? Sure. Well, it's an amazing product that can be used in live pressurized pipes uh, without shutting down the pipeline or changing operations. It can be inserted through an existing feature. It swims down the pipe with the flow. We can locate it, actively track it as it's going down the pipe. We pull it out of the live pipe with, with an extraction tool and download the data and look for leaks that were along the alignment. So with this tool, we're able to inspect long stretches of pipe, 30 miles or more in a single deployment. And so after we take the tool out of the pipe, we download the data, we analyze it, we provide clients with dig sheets that will tell them exactly where to dig and find that leak that oftentimes is not surfacing with no obvious signs. So that's a pretty amazing part of Smartball. Great, that's cool. And then Eric, what are your technologies that you're responsible for? What do they do? Yeah, so the inline wall inspection platforms are kind of a secondary inspection after typically a leak inspection will be conducted first. These tools are looking at the structural wall, so the failure modes depending on the type of pipe we're inspecting. So that's pre-stressed pipe with the pre-stressing wires as Kate earlier mentioned. And on the metallic side, that's the wall itself, either ductile iron, steel, or cast iron. So those, these tools travel through the pipeline, collecting this data, and that's analyzed and reported similar to the smart ball with dig sheets and a detailed report. And I think the key part coming out of the report is when we identify areas of defects is we can apply our condition assessment engineering group to make recommendations about what does this mean for you. Like just because there's wall loss doesn't mean that pipe is in immediate need of repair. Uh, or replacement. That pipe can stay in the ground many years depending on the operating condition and the design pressures of the pipeline. So that's kind of a key piece to add on to that inspection because that makes it actionable. That's great. Okay, so then we're at WEFTEC. We're showing all these great technologies. Can you help me understand a little bit? So at a high level, what are the benefits for utilities of using our technologies. Outside from like saving money, what are some of the ways that we do this? We talked earlier about force main application. Force main condition assessment. Yeah. Can you share like what that is? And I think we've got a really powerful set of tools for helping utilities manage their force mains through the condition assessment and the management of those. There's a bit of a one-two punch between what Chris and Eric have to offer depending on the pipe wall. But going in, inspecting for leaks, as Chris said, like small leak turns into big leak, turns into a failure. So establishing those. There's another acoustic phenomenon that SmartBall can pick out that's like salient to the condition assessment of that pipe and 
gas pockets in a force main are dangerous places for the pipe as it's where H2S collects and you'll eventually cause corrosion and failure in those areas. SmartBolt will pick those out. So that's a great place to, where do I have a likelihood of an issue, that pipe? When we move into the inline wall portfolio and we deploy a pipe diver of whichever type is appropriate to that pipe, now we'll actually know like what is the actual state of that. So it's not just what's the likelihood I have an issue, but what is the actual state of the pipe there. And feeding that into the CAE, like our condition assessment engineers, now that starts to turn into, well, based on the operating conditions, the pressure profile for this pipe, not in some broad sense, what is the issue with this two miles, six miles, 10 miles we inspected, but on a pipe by pipe basis, what do you need to do? Like, what is the health of that? I think it's super powerful. And I think a key like, differentiator for us is our, our field teams. They're extremely yeah. professional and the ease of inspection with our tools compared to what else is available on the market is a, a key point to, I guess, for utilities. We're in and out within a typical week. Um, we can collect all this data, go home and start working on the analysis and uh, reporting to make those recommendations for future repair actions. And uh, our field crews are top notch. They're safe, professional, really, really impressive team to see on site. I think there is a key differentiator from what we can offer though as well, because historically to do an engineering assessment on a force main, there's a desktop study. It's very theoretical and you end up also having to dig a lot of test pits if you want to calculate remaining useful life. So a ton of ex excavations that are randomly chosen where with an inline tool, we're collecting actual condition on the pipe and we can guide those test pits to those gas pocket areas and take actual wall measurements and do calculations on those to determine the probability of failure and calculate a better remaining useful life. So for much less effort, we can provide a much more thorough, comprehensive product to understand the condition of a force main. So then beyond force mains, because I know Adrian, you mentioned industrial applications, oil and gas, you know, I think generally speaking, oil pipelines, people can understand how the technology applies to that. But could you elaborate a little bit on the industrial side? We inspect generally cooling water pipelines for power plants, and we, we do that with both our leak detection and our wall assessment tools. There are some very specific challenges. Oftentimes, they can only shut down and dewater their pipes for a very limited amount of time, if at all. So where we are able to help these clients solve their problems is by inspecting pipes without modifications, doing so without shutdowns, or if we do a shutdown, turning uh, results around really quickly and making really targeted recommendations for repairs that they can do before bringing their pipe back on so they can turn the power plant back on and start delivering energy again. What's the longest run you've ever inspected? Well, it's technology specific. Yeah. But yeah. For the pipe diver platform, I think it's 40 miles um, in a kind of single day kind of approach. Yeah, I think the longest smart ball with one insertion is, is close to 36 miles and it's over in, over in Europe. Yeah. The tools have very long battery lives, so kind of, well, you have a bit of flexibility as well. And like when you get the tool in and when you bring things back up, like there's uh, generally I don't think there's inspections where we're running out of life. Yeah, let me just qualify that answer, though, too. When I said 36 miles, that's water. Though our oil tools, that's, yeah. yeah, so oil tools can have weeks of battery life. They can inspect 
I don't even know what the upper limit is. They'll, like they'll be deployed in one part of the country, yeah, hundreds, and they will yeah. come out in a different country, that kind of distance. Yeah. Fun, That's funny, awesome. Yeah. Funny you mention that. We actually had that happen with SmartBall, where we had teams in Malaysia deploy the SmartBall, and a team in Singapore retrieve the SmartBall out of the same pipeline. So that that took a lot of coordination and obvious challenges that went with that inspection. <laughs> That's yeah. so cool, though. The question should be, how long is your pipeline? Not how long is SmartBall getting inspected? Yeah, that's, a, that's actually perfect, yeah. Kate, if you could tell the water utilities industry two things to take away from this podcast, what would they be? I think, so the water utilities, a lot of us are facing like aging pipeline infrastructure. It's one of the top challenges. And utilities are evolving quickly to adopt a data-driven asset management approach. I think what I want to say, just personally, I'm really excited to be on the journey with water utilities. We've been in this field for a long time. We know where the challenges are, and we know the pain, and we have a team experienced water professionals just alongside with water utilities. We stay close with water utilities try to work together with the problems, and just really rewarding coming up the solution um, and try to make it as easy as possible. And how do we bring reliable, actionable information for the customers? And along the way, we're continuously innovating, coming up with new products, new services. So yeah, we're here. I think that's, that's what I want to say. That's great. Well, that's perfect. So what's next, right? So you talk about all these different technologies um, and you're always trying to continuously improve ourselves right but mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like trends you're seeing or if there's technologies we're developing to address specific like emerging problems yes yeah, so I think pre-stressed concrete pipe management was kind of the leading edge for our business that was these are kind of the most catastrophic pipes when they do fail but we're seeing more and more attention moving towards understanding the condition of metallic pipes in the ground these are some of the oldest pipes in the country, cast iron pipes back from when the country was first settled, realistically. So more focus on understanding the condition of these metallic pipes. So that's kind of guiding some of our inspection portfolio investments and mm -hmm. innovations. We're obviously continuing to innovate our kind of industry-leading fleet of tools. The focus for this innovation is on ease of inspection, limiting dewatering, and faster reporting and providing more comprehensive data to our conditions assessment engineering team so they can make better recommendations to maintain these pipes in the ground, the kind of forever asset mentality. Cool, I'll start with you, Adrian. I ask this every guest, and that is, what is the most important thing you've learned in the water business so far? I think it's ultimately that like helping solve these problems is helping people, and it's some of the most inspiring creative problem solving I've ever gotten to do and I'm excited by it every day. Kate? I think it's, um, I was just, we were with what utility yesterday and I love what they were talking about. We, we want to start early. We want to tell the public what we do. It's not just the technical aspects, it's why we do what we do. And we want the youth to get energized, excited about water industry because you know, there's a lot of challenges. We need innovations. And that's also keep me really excited uh, every day for my work, too. How about you, Chris? Yeah, so the most important thing I learned is just, you know, it's, it's really just that the people are here because 
they love it, they're passionate about it. We do something that's just so vital to life everywhere that spans race, economic you know, values, just to everybody. Everybody needs water, clean drinking water, and what we can do is help deliver it you know, safer, you know, more cost effective, so we're helping utilities save money and also you know, gain the trust of their communities too, that they don't have a broken water main shutting down streets all the time and you know their rates are going up because they're spending all this money replacing pipes so it's just I think to do all that though it takes very dedicated passionate people because like we're not making Bezos amount of money here like <laughs> we're we're engineers and <laughs> we're, we're just serve. yeah we're we're, we're yeah. providing a service and it's uh but it's rewarding in its own way yeah go for yeah. it Eric yeah bring up the the end here so I double down on the passionate uh, colleagues thing I've, I haven't met anyone in the waters industry yet who's not kind of in love with what they do so I think bringing that that passion and love to your workplace and rest of your life realistically is kind of a great thing to do and I just see there's so much opportunity in the water space that's kind of why I'm here I grew up in a city that's kind of centered around oil and gas I didn't want to do that coming out of university I want to be a little different than all my classmates I found Pure Technologies and now working for Xylem, I can stand by their statement, it's the opportunity of a lifetime. Well, wonderful. I really appreciate all you guys making the trek here. Um, I hope you have a great rest of your WefTech show and we will make sure that we include in the show notes where listeners can get more information about Pure Technologies. Awesome. Thank you, man. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. A big thank you to all our Solving Water listeners for joining me for today's episode, one of nine in our WefTech 2022 series. And a shout out to all our guests who made the time in New Orleans to have such interesting and meaningful discussions. Links to more info for each show will be included in individual episode show notes. And let me know what you think of our content here at Solving Water, Asylum Podcast, by contacting me, Amanda Holloway, directly at amanda.holloway.com at xylem.com or find me on LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks everyone.